Hi, everyone. Welcome to Touche the Podcast. I'm Tally, and I'm joined by my co-host, David. Hey, Tally. Hi, David. And we're here to bring you your weekly dose of banter, pop culture, restaurant recommendations, and truly anything else on our late 20s minds. Just a little slice of life. David and I met about a year and a half ago at work in Dallas, and our friendship has just blossomed ever since. Blossomed. Basically, we never stop talking, and we just want to share it with the world. So here we are. Here we are. So let's get into it. Press record. No, this is good bloopers stuff. Oh, shit. It's recorded over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's not something we wanted. <laughs> you, you just sat there and watched it record over. <laughs> Are you kidding? <laughs> How was your weekend? I actually don't know what you did this weekend. No, I didn't do anything this weekend. Okay, wait, have you had Portillo's? Have you heard of Portillo's? Um, crazy you bring that up because I know Portillo's from Chicago, but yes. on my way over here, I passed by the Portillo's um and the line was so long. Did you have Portillo's this weekend? The motherland has come to Dallas. That's all I have to say about that. How many times have you been to like the Chicago Portillo's? Not that many times. There's actually better places to get an Italian beef in Chicago, but my cousin <laughs> was in town this weekend. Oh, And right. there was, for the first time in months, there was no line at Portillo's. And then I did nothing the rest of the weekend. I just spiraled. What about you? <laughs> okay. <laughs> Getting honest with the pod. <laughs> Um, I drank a lot this weekend. Good for you. You can okay. reset your My sober s- clock. <laughs> no, we're not. That's being scratched. No, let me rephrase that. I had a busy weekend. <laughs> Tell me about it, David. I went to the movies Friday, which I told you about. And then there was a lot happening in Dallas this weekend. There was a Valentine's Day crawl and bar crawl and a Mardi Gras bar crawl. Um, I'm fake as heck because I was like, oh, I don't want to go to the Valentine's Day bar crawl because I don't feel like doing that. But then I got invited to the Mardi Gras, Mardi Gras bar crawl last minute. And, went. and you went to that one. Yeah. Um, I also don't even know when Mardi Gras is. I'm guessing it's soon. I think next Tuesday is Fat Tuesday. Okay. So it is soon. Yeah. Um, and then Super Bowl on Sunday. Do you like day drinking? I actually hate day drinking. Okay. Perfect. Although we're supposed to disagree. But you I, like it. You don't I like hate it day drinking. It's the worst. I want to be productive throughout the whole day. Yeah. And then I'm like, let's go out. I'm also already a night owl. So I... Pe- no, I literally get like anxious when you're drinking all day. And then like you have to stay in at night because you're when, drunk, hungover, what, or asleep by 6 p.m. I hate that. 100%. I also am never the person that can fall asleep at 6 p.m. I am the person who I'm like, okay, I'm up till 11 and I feel the hangover yeah. while everyone else gets to fall asleep. Right. It's a new week. We're it's a new week, baby. halfway through February, basically, which is crazy. And so yeah. I guess, you know. So what's on your mind this week? Um, honestly, nothing fun. <laughs> I... Great. <laughs> <laughs> Providing premium content, Tally. I... Just found myself curious about new words that have been added to the dictionary this year. And I just wanted to let you know what I found. Please let me know. Okay. Also, wait. Before you get into that, do you think people have physical dictionaries? Like, when was the last time you had saw a physical dictionary? So they're adding new words, which means they have to print 
new dictionaries or is everything online now? Well, that's a great question. Um, I don't know. Which you don't know the answer to, yeah. I assume it just gets added to the next volume or the next version. Like there's a new dictionary every year, right? So these are new words that were added. I don't know. No one fact check us on this. It'd be kind of fun to start buying a physical dictionary. Maybe I'll do that for my desk. That actually sounds so pretentious now that i say that no so my my dad uses physical dictionaries yes he like has he buys me like pocket dictionaries oh and that's he tells so me cute. to so when i'm reading a book and i don't know a word he always tells me to have a dictionary near me and i'm like dad i have my cell phone i don't need to have a dictionary my dad also tells me the same thing about reading and what's crazy is i just go with brute force i don't even look the word up and i'm like the context <laughs> clues are giving me the definition and i probably have so many words in my life that are not even close to the actual definition. No, actually, I do the exact same thing. And sometimes I'm like, I'm probably mispronouncing this. I like just skip it. You know, when you just kind of skip a word in your head. Completely. And you just like keep going with the sentence. That's yeah. what happens. Confidence we... is 90% of it, baby. Actually, no, that's not true. Use the right word with the right definition. Absolutely. Well, that's why I um, found myself so curious about new words. But unfortunately, none of this is... Useful? Yeah, so let me just talk to you about a couple of what do you, these. Are, would I use any of these words in my daily vocabulary? Yes, you would. Do I? Yes. Great. Um, one word that I found really interesting that they added is now a verb called MacGyver. Oh. Do you know MacGyver? I, I'm not aware. I know of the TV show. I've never seen it, but that's what it's based off of, right? Yes. It's about a show that apparently, you know, our parents' generation watched it growing up but it's about a guy who kind of get his way out of anything get him get his way out of a jam using tools and so it turned into looks like we're gonna need to macgyver our way out of this one so that's in the dictionary that's in the dictionary and the show ran in the 80s in the 90s so this is old school stuff so if i'm writing a paper and use macgyver in it that's no one correct. could tell you that that wasn't a real word okay that's if you fine. use it as a verb no one could tell you it's not i'm gonna try to use that this week Okay, so they also added cringe. Oh my god, you say this word literally every single hour. Usually when I'm talking about something I've done. We've said it in 10 public. times about this podcast. Yeah. So it- the cringe is added. So if any Scrabble folks out there, you better use it, baby. Um, okay, so adorkable was next, which I'm not going to even give the definition because we all know what that means. That's cute. Janky. That wasn't in the definition. I mean, not in the dictionary before. No, it wasn't. Um, So obviously it's a variation of junky and something that's used to describe something that's not high quality. Interesting. Mm -hmm. And then the penultimate word on my list is sus. Does penultimate mean final? Penultimate means second to last. Oh, okay. Damn. Yeah. So everyone get your pocket dictionary out and look up that one. Okay. Um, Sus. That's in the dictionary? It is now, baby. You, <laughs> what is the way that they're using it? Because the kids on TikTok use sus in a different way than the way I know of it. It's just a shortened version of suspicious. Okay. Yeah. Um, or someone who's suspect. Okay. That LinkedIn influencer who claims to make a million dollars a month is kind of sus. Oh, that's so sus. Yeah, yeah that that's was a good, sus. That was a good use of it. Yeah. And then the last one, and I would say my all-time favorite on this list, is yeet. Oh my god. <laughs> so <laughs> it's the perfect way to say wow. 
but also wait what that's how it's defined yeah yeet can also be used as a verb meaning to throw with force in zero regard for the <laughs> object being thrown so if i have to restart this laptop one more time i'm going to <laughs> yeet it into the ocean <laughs> i only know it as a verb really i thought it just meant like yo that's dope yeet are you kidding me wait that's I'm, so sad i'm i had gen z i've only heard people be like oh shit that he just yeeted that Oh, but it also no, I'm, that's not computing with me. So I could be, for instance, I could say, wow, today your outfit was yeet. <laughs> Why did I just sound 10 million years old saying that? Is that how you know that word? <laughs> <laughs> Wait. I can't breathe. Um, Have you used it like that before? It's an expression of surprise, excitement, or enthusiasm. Okay, so if I finish No, you can't project, say your outfit like, is Yeet. yeet. <laughs> We did a good job, team. Yeet. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was... <laughs> the next meeting that we have, if you don't say yeet at the end of it to our partners, I... No, I'm... Everyone already thinks I'm so weird. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> okay, that's all I have for you. Okay. You know what's crazy is the word that I learned that is the most useful out of everything that you said was penultimate, which was not even one of the words. Yeah, penultimate's a really good one. And you know, you would think that you wouldn't need to say second to last a lot, but actually I use it like probably once a month, I would say. Do you think I would look like such a prick if on my next presentation I say, now if we go to the penultimate bullet point. <laughs> <laughs> it's a little douchey, I'm not going to lie, but... I really, I, yeah, it's a good one. I want to say it because I guarantee you 60% of the people listening will be like, I have no idea which bullet point you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, I didn't know until two seconds ago. Yeet. And now you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's how that made me feel. <laughs> um, okay. Well, thank you for educating us, Tally. You're welcome, David. My song of the week and a little more fun, not that the new words weren't fun. Obviously, anyone who is anyone watched the Super Bowl on Sunday. No offense if you didn't. The what? (laughs) Rihanna, as we know, was the halftime performer. It's crazy. So I, she has not come out with any new music since a long time. I don't think since we've been graduated from college, she's come out with a new song. But Rihanna is like, all of the bangers of our middle school, high school, and college life. Like, I immediately after her halftime show went to the This Is Rihanna playlist on Spotify, and it was just banger after banger after banger. Like, I was like, why am I not listening to these songs on a day-to-day basis? I know, her entire performance was just hits. But I do want to say that Rihanna is the level of elusive that I strive to be in my life. No, 100%. But... There was a song, so I was listening to the This Is Rihanna playlist, as I said, but I was listening to it in the shower, and there was one song that played that was just, I needed to be at the club right now. Um, Only Girl in the World by Rihanna. You know, you wanna make me feel... Do you not know that song? Is that what you were about to say? No, I love that song. I love that song. Okay, should we talk about pop culture? I feel like since you mentioned Rihanna and the Super Bowl, we need to talk about our favorite uh, commercials from the Super Bowl because that's more important than the game. Oh, yes. Well, I went to the Super Bowl for two things. The ads 
And Rihanna. <laughs> and Rihanna. I was going to say drinks, but also Rihanna. That too. Tell me your favorite Super Bowl ad. Oh, we're going to just jump right in with favorite Super Bowl ad? Yeah, did you want us to warm up a bit before? <laughs> no, I can, I can, I can, I can, I feel like I'm just like showing all my cards. <laughs> what if I tell you my favorite ad and you say that one sucks? That's perfect. Okay. Yeah. So I, when I think about the ads, there were a lot of things I use. I obviously let everyone know if we haven't alluded to, I went out for the Super Bowl. I was at a packed bar. The drinks were flowing. Um, I had to go back and rewatch all of the ads because if you would have asked me the next morning what my favorite ad was, I didn't even know the Super Bowl had commercials. Yeah, and meanwhile, while David was at a packed bar having the time of his life, I was at home with my parents, and I was taking very vigorous notes on all of the ads for the Super Bowl so I could have a discussion with my dear podcast partner, who was lit at Nodding Donkey. To be fair, you texted me saying we should take notes on the commercials while I was two drinks down already, so... I was like, for sure, that's not happening. Absolutely. No shade, honestly. <laughs> so if you want to take actual advice, you should probably listen to Tally's inputs over mine. But I used two major things. One, did I even remember it from the bar when I watched it? Like, <laughs> was this a commercial that people talked about? Was this, do I even remember seeing it on screen? And then two, you know, I do have to keep it a little academic for a second. Northwestern's marketing department does review the top ads every year for the Super Bowl since 2005. Wow, we were babies in 2005. Wow. They had the Super Bowl back then? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, and I, they give everyone an A through D grade, and I thought it was a good gut check for me to understand. Good for you. Way to do your research. Yeah, you know, I'm truly trying as I watch 40 minutes of commercials on YouTube. <laughs> My favorite ad, it was also Northwestern's top ad. It was the Google Pixel ad. Is that your favorite ad? No, that wasn't my favorite, but I did really love that ad. So Northwestern gave it an A. I remember, this is crazy. I remember seeing it in the, um, seeing it in the bar. I remember I just walked out of the bathroom when this was on. I didn't see the beginning of this commercial, but Amy Schumer is like, oh, I can take my ex out of all of the photos. And I remember seeing that when I walked out of the bathroom and was like, wait, what? That's so cool. I want to do that with my phone. Not that I really have any photos to do that to, but... <laughs> so I remember it from the bar. So it's hitting my first basis. But so that also, was Northwestern's number one ranked. That was number one ranked. Interesting. Because, and I do agree with it, when re-watching the ads sober and focused, um, I'm... I feel as though all of the brands that had commercials had strong brand awareness to begin with. So I was really focusing on, did they communicate the capabilities of their product? And was there a possibility to acquire new customers? And I felt that I left the Google Pixel um, ad. Learning something new. Learning exactly mm -hmm. everything their phone does. Mm -hmm. I obviously am such an Apple person. I'm stuck in their ecosystem. All of my friends are stuck in their ecosystem. So there's probably no chance I'm going to pivot away from my iPhone. However, that ad got me the closest to moving away from my iPhone any phone commercial ever had. Because the all truly all I care about is the camera on my phone. Yeah. I could care less about everything else. The best... If they really wanted to do a dig, they would have to figure out how to dig at Apple's ecosystem. If Google really wanted me to buy a Pixel. And then also, I would need all of my friends to get Google Pixels with me because... So you all have green bubbles. Exactly. Or like, 
What is an app that's not iMessage that you need someone with an... I mean, have you seen Snapchat on non-Apple phones? Like, I can oh, tell when someone has an Android or something. Talk about janky. Yes. It's like pixely and like yeah. moving in slow motion. Yeah. I'm like, what? would you film this in 1800? No, literally. Okay, so- interesting. That's... I like that perspective that you have. I actually... Wait, sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. I was thinking. No, you did cut me off, but... Wait, I, did I? I needed to be cut off <laughs> because I was just about to repeat everything. So yeah, so anyway... Um, everyone could just listen to like what a day in my life talking to Tally is, <laughs> but, um, Google Pixel was my number one winner of Super Bowl 2023. So what, yeah. what I was going to say is interesting that, cause I use a different data source okay. or like resource for the ad rankings. I use the Super Bowl ad meter instead of the Northwestern rankings. And they rank number one ad as the farmer's dog. Do you remember that one? I watched it. I didn't even like it enough to write it down. And I had no recollection of it from the bar. But, okay, so was this your favorite ad? No, I was just saying... Oh, what they... What they ranked the top. My personal favorite ad, which actually did not make the top 10 for the Super Bowl ad meter, was the Doritos Jack Harlow commercial. My God. I absolutely loved it. I thought it was hilarious. I felt like the humor was really funny. The part where they're like, the triangle has now replaced the British pound. Like just things like that. It was very funny. Um, But it didn't make the top 10. And a lot of PepsiCo and Frito commercials in the Super Bowl um, this year. And I felt like Popcorners was really good too. The Breaking Bad play. That made the top 10. The Okay, going back on your Jack Harlow Doritos commercial thing, Northwestern gave it an A. Really? I also watched it, loved it, but I'm a huge Jack Harlow fan. Same. I love his music, but also I felt that that commercial really... I was able to see him in, like, I felt like his acting, his vibes he was giving off were really good. I was like, well, I love Jack Harlow in I this. know, I was like, I want to be friends with him. Funny and kind of sarcastic and, Completely. like, silly. Yeah, and the triangle... I agree, the triangle thing was great i'm not a huge doritos person just i'm not as i'm not like a huge i could live off of doritos person like that but the commercial i was like oh my god i love jack harlow i love this triangle thing i would probably get doritos at the supermarket the next time i go yeah yeah i thought they did a really good job yeah so that's what that was my favorite um but you also like love jack i love jack harlow (laughs) and i also my other favorite which i don't think it made the top 10 on the Super Bowl ad meter either was oh no it did it was number six um the Bud Light commercial with Miles Teller and his wife I absolutely love that commercial I thought it was so cute it was such a perfect little slice of life like moment that they would experience together yeah and obviously love Miles Teller yeah Northwestern give it a B um so I actually only remember this commercial I was talking with people while this commercial was on, but you texted me, oh my God, I love Miles Teller. And so I looked at the screen. And so that's the only reason I remember it, but. Wasn't he just so cute when he was dancing and his wife was so cute and they were just so cute. Couple good movies I recommend by Miles Teller. (laughs) Yeah, plug it really quick. Plug it. (laughs) This is not sponsored by Miles Teller. (laughs) Yeah, you (laughs) wish. So you know. Um, One thing is Two Night Stand amazing really cute little movie but an actual amazing movie is whiplash have you seen whiplash no he's a drummer were and you he, telling me about this recently possibly because i spend most of my time talking about yeah, mouse teller and jack harlow talking to me about this yeah 
Oh, I loved... Okay. If I... So I was going for, once again, am I learning about the product? Would it make me want to buy something new? That's why Google Pixel is my favorite. T-Mobile, though, that commercial with Bradley Cooper and his mom, I thought was so adorable. Not going to make me sign up for T-Mobile, but... It was just so cute. And they have this moment of genuine laughter between the two of them. That was just, it, you know, it, you can just tell it was not acting. Like they were just having a great time filming that commercial. Yeah. I love Bradley Cooper. And seeing him have that great relationship with his mom just made me obsessed. Like once again, I don't feel like I learned anything about T-Mobile or that it's making me switch over from Verizon. But I thought it was a super cute commercial. There's only one other commercial I want to bring up, but any other commercials you wanted to bring up? No, it's all you. You have the floor. Okay, so there's a commercial that is going viral on the internet right now. And I didn't even realize that it was a commercial at all, which I think was the point. Do you know where I'm talking about? Where I'm headed towards? No. And this, we I watched this in a bar, right? So the Tubi commercial, have you heard about this? It was a Tubi? commercial where, yes, Tubi. Northwestern gave it a D. Tubi is a stream. It's not a streaming service, but it's like a Fubo kind of thing. Yes. When this happened, my dad goes, did I change something on the TV? When I tell you the bar was going to revolt, (laughs) people were literally going to light all the bartenders and nodding donkey on fire. Like people were getting angry. I also think it was at a heated time of the game too. And in my opinion, I think it's funny because everyone's talking about on the internet now. And I'm happy that we finally figured it out because I had no idea, no clue. I'm just going to say, I'm just speaking for Notting Donkey in my experience. It caused more harm in the bar than, like, usefulness of the commercial. Like, Interesting. people were so livid because everyone was intoxicated. Right. Like, the game. People think that people think everyone turned the, the game off. Yeah, and everyone was like, what idiot, like, who works here? Turn-? Like, it was. Wow. I was like, this is not a But they time. did create, like, a viral moment. So true. Once again, as someone who is being like, am I acquiring new users off of that? Right. We all are talking about Tubi for like the week. Okay. Um, anything else about the ads that you want to talk about? Any other Super Bowl commercials that tickled your fancy? Nothing from me. Okay, so I will say my time to shine at... The Super Bowl was the halftime show with Rihanna. It also was honestly so fun. At There were these like four random girls that sat at our table um, during the Super Bowl at the bar and they were just bringing such good energy. The girl who sat down next to me who I didn't know was like, I'm only here for Rihanna before it started. And I was like, oh. I ha- love that. Halftime is going to be a good time with you. Yeah. Um, I was jamming out the whole time. Like I, if I could have, if it was appropriate for me to get on the table and Notting Donkey, I would have gotten on the table. I mean, who makes the decision who sings? Apple Music? Or is it the Super Bowl coordinator? This, now we're really getting out of my These are (laughs) Super Bowl coordinator. Who is that guy? I want to know who that guy is. You know how bowl games, okay, you know how when we volunteered at AT AT&T Stadium, it was like the president of the Cotton Bowl? Right. Like is there president of the Super Bowl? Like VP Entertainment for the Super Bowl. That would be a fun, stressful job. How do I get into that? she didn't play Ponda Replay, I don't think, which was my first song I ever listened to by Rihanna. Um, so that was kind of sad. Do you know the song? Like, no, hey, I... Mr. DJ, come Oh yeah. my god. Wait, yes. That was the first um, Rihanna song I ever remember listening to in gym class in seventh. Tally famously one time told me that she does not go to any concerts or... No, she doesn't listen to any musicians 
whose concert would be more than like an indie band for $35. I never said that. No, you, you verbatim said those words to me. Okay, guys, we were talking about buying Taylor Swift tickets, which mm -hmm. cost like $10,000. And I was like, I would not spend that kind of money to go see a big artist. I would much rather spend like 10 bucks and go see like a small band at a small venue because it's $10 and I don't have to wait on hold. The funniest part of this is literally the next day you went to like an indie concert, I think. No, I did. So Wild Rivers, they're amazing. Yeah, that's crazy that you remember (laughs) what I'm talking about. (laughs) Honestly, February is such a short month, but like a crazy month. Can you believe that the Super Bowl, Golden Globes, and the NBA All-Star Game are all basically happening within the same like weekend week? Okay. I'm so happy you brought up the Golden Globes because I really need to have a second to talk about Jeremy Allen White. <laughs> oh my God, LOL. I, for those of you who do not know, Jeremy Allen White won Best Actor for his performance in The Bear. And if you have not seen The Bear, that is seriously one of the best TV shows I have seen in a very long time. Incredible um, work. And Wait, what Golden Globe did he win? He won Best Actor. I, th- I think it was Best Actor in a musical, TV series, or a movie. Um, that was the category. Oh, that is the category. Why do you know this? Who did he beat out? He beat out Steve Martin. Um, oh. He beat out Donald Glover in um, Atlanta. So he beat out some of like big, some big names. He beat out Steve Martin and Martin Short. Both yeah, only, that's crazy. Yeah, that's why I'm saying if you if you have not seen The Bear, everyone please go and watch it. It's absolutely incredible. A quick synopsis on it: <laughs> He's a young chef, um, Jeremy Allen White, mm. um, also known as Carmi. He comes from the fine dining world and he leaves that world to take over his brother's restaurant. And it's an Italian beef shop in Chicago. Actually, full circle, baby. Always talking about Italian beefs. Um, I literally have never heard of Italian beef before this recording. And now this is the second time we're talking about it. Yeah, that says a lot about me. And I'm like a little bit scared. But a big topic in your life. Yeah, it is. Well, my family's from Chicago. Mm-hmm. My family is Italian. Okay. And the Italian beef is like truly ingrained in the culture of Chicago. Love. Which is why this show resonates with me so much. But it's absolutely incredible. It got 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. Crazy. Um, the acting is just so incredible, very candid. Just kind of feels like you're a part of their family and their restaurant dynamic. But according to a lot of chefs, it's a super accurate representation of the grueling life of being a chef. And so I just find it really interesting. Grueling as in, like, okay, so in the first episode that I watched... I felt like, okay, it's interesting how we have two different lenses on it because mine was a lot more focused on his family drama going on and the cooking, while I know primary, was secondary to me when I watched that first episode. No, I think that they're both really big pieces of the story. I think there's a lot of, they really accurately portray what it's like to be in a kitchen and what it's like to be in like a brigade with, you know, a chain of command in in like a really high-end restaurant um but there is a it's a really like the culture of being a chef like you have to really love it and really want to do it because it's incredibly grueling it's a really hard work long hours 
You're on your feet all day. And I have a ton of respect for how chefs are. Do you know the Michelin star restaurant in Napa Valley called the French Laundry? Yes. Have we talked to you about this before? No, you haven't, but I'm from Northern California, so... Okay, so are you familiar with, like, Thomas Keller, who is the owner of the restaurant and I think the head chef? Like, I'm not intimately familiar with his history. I know that people thought out for this restaurant and it's super hard to get reservations. Yeah. And every time one of my friends from high school goes, it's, like, all over my Instagram. Yeah. Well, they, they kind of tip their hat to Thomas Keller in The Bear because... Thomas Keller, one of the things he implemented in his kitchen is showing respect for every single person on the line. And you call everybody chef. Kind of a cultural thing that's been imprinted into kitchens. I don't know if Thomas Keller was the proprietor of that respect, but that's what they do in the bear. No matter what you do, no matter what your role is in the line of command in the kitchen, you always call everybody chef. But that's something that Thomas Keller does at the French Laundry. I love that. And he is, it's... I think this, I like this story because I think it really accurately represents what it's like to work in a super high-end kitchen. And honestly, like kitchens like Italian beef shops in Chicago that aren't like Michelin star, mm-hmm. but you still have these same practice. One night at the French Laundry, some guy came in kind of late in the night. One of the sous chefs or some guy who was working at the restaurant kind of groaned the fact that somebody came in really late and Thomas Keller fired him right on the spot. And he was like, you don't want to be here. You don't want to serve our customer. Then get out. So it's kind of just the vibe. It's incredibly hard work. There's no complaining. You like are there to create like a beautiful experience for the customer. And like that's why I love the bear so much. Just because they're just trying to make really good food. Would you? Um, is it on your bucket list to go to French Laundry? I would love to go to French Laundry. Also, I just spoke for a really long time and I don't know what I just said. No, I think that's good. I think it was good. You had like honestly a lot of passion going on behind it. Yeah. No, like. Don't be stressed about it. Talk talk about cringe. Like what did I just say out loud? You are setting up the foundation that you love restaurant culture. I think that's what that whole thing gave me. Everyone go watch The Bear. It has 100% of Rotten Tomatoes. Jeremy Allen White won Best Actor. He's incredible. Everyone on the show is perfect. They're perfectly cast. Go eat an Italian beef at Portillo's Yum. if you're in the Dallas area. That's all I have to say. Okay, I, I do want to mention one last thing, though, is that the sous chef who, like, gave the business plan, I liked yeah. that storyline. That's so funny you like that because... Were you like, she's so annoying, they don't have time to do that. <laughs> okay, <laughs> first of all, make, I don't talk like that. We're here to make Italian sausages. <laughs> Not run a business. No, I, like, look, she obviously comes from the Culinary Institute and... um she has like that business perspective and i felt like what she was bringing was super valid i like that storyline i think she was a great sue yeah but you had a butt there i mean like i find her to be (laughs) a little annoying sometimes but i mean her as a character like her character can be kind of like almost a bit pompous to some of the other Mm. like chefs in in the kitchen yeah and Honestly, everyone on that show is perfect. I am here to say I do not think he deserves the Golden Globe (gasps) over Martin Short and that other Only Murderers guy. I also loved Only Murderers. Um, Steve Martin. Steve Martin. Okay, we're going to call this next segment Show Me the Money. It's, you know, still workshopping. I love that into a little business economics finance news here you know just whatever i can find on linkedin 
Lay it on me, baby. <laughs> okay, well, in electric vehicle news, Hyundai's electric vehicle subscription services. So they are coming out with this subscription service called Evolve Plus. I'll, I'll, I'll read it so we hear it from the experts. The program has been developed by Hyundai Motor America and Hyundai Capital American with the goal of providing flexibility and affordability to consumers who want to drive the brand's newest electric vehicles without committing to a purchase or long-term lease. Evolve Plus is a month-to-month, I think that's important to note, month-to-month subscription service that covers a thousand miles, insurance, maintenance, registration, and roadside assistance at $700 per month. So. Wow. Yeah. 700 and that includes insurance in everything that you would need registration yeah roadside assistance maintenance and the goal of who they want to market this to are people who are like a college student home for the summer a worker who wants to live somewhere else who's remote for a month like real people who are not trying to commit long term or might need a car in a minute's notice i actually really like this because i have I'm like really bad at researching cars. I'm also not one of those individuals who I can get in a car, drive it for a couple of miles at the dealership and be like, yes, this is the car I need. I feel like a month would be great, but I'm not obsessed with the idea of leasing cars that I might not be committed to. Right. And I also don't know if I want to commit to an electric vehicle yet. I mean, there's so many chargers everywhere. I feel like, I mean, we have them at work. We have them in my apartment building. So I guess like that's all I really need. But I, I wouldn't want to buy an electric vehicle right off the bat, like being committing right now or leasing. And I think this month-to-month um, subscription service is honestly amazing. Like, I, w- I would definitely do that. I definitely think this would be a person who has a decent amount of discretionary income, $700 a month. I mean, that's not – it's not like you're spending thousands upon thousands. But right. you have some money to kind of play around with. Right. If you can do a month-to-month subscription for 700 for this electric vehicle. Yeah. I mean... I mean, since that encompasses every piece of what you'll need to own a car, it honestly seems like a really good price. Like, if you think about how much car insurance costs, plus how much a car payment costs, plus roadside assistance and everything that you need. Yeah. So, I'm comparing it to a Tesla, which I know is, like, a little controversial right now. But the... Okay, well... They just went down in price. So this might be a bad example. But there, if you lease a Tesla for a year, so also you're committed to it, right? Like you can't give it up for a year. You can't have it for a month and then be over it or you have to pay everything back. The monthly payment would be around 600 to $800. So, But that does not include insurance or roadside assistance or anything? No. Oh, yeah. So it's cheaper. And I'm assuming Hyundai's are less expensive than Tesla's to begin with. Right. But... I like that you keep on harping on that bundle because that is really true. You need to remember that all of that information is in that 600 or in that monthly price of 699 So, I mean, I'm a f- I am would love a car subscription service. I like that Hyundai is trying something new. Like, I'm right. a big fan of, like, let's go into the market because if it's successful, then we know everyone else will follow. Absolutely. It's a really interesting idea. Completely. I just thought I came across this and I was like, that's so cool. I mean, obviously, 
I was listening the other day to the news and they were saying there's so many new electric vehicles that are coming out and competing with each other and how are they going to kind of differentiate yeah exactly and I think this Honda is saying hey this is why you should buy our car although it does lead the question is how expensive does that get if they're constantly returning cars i mean they're basically doing the rental car model right because unless they have someone lined up the day you end your subscription they're losing money on having that car just sitting in their lot yeah (laughs) (laughs) i know no that's a great point yeah i mean we're just like this is also really new like but if somebody if they were not doing the subscription model and they were just waiting for people to buy cars and it was sitting in the lot isn't it kind of the same thing if anything this will allow people to spend money on their product without feeling like they truly have to commit long term they also have a fancy i know anyone listening and like not even you can see it but they have a fancy app and i'm a sucker for a good app to do anything i know if you can give me like a seamless user experience on the app i will be brand loyal for forever completely that this app for hyundai is showing a lot of like if you need any updates click here and we'll tell you where to go and all that stuff and i am all about that have you seen my car the front of it like fell off remember did i ever tell you that day it fell off on my like first day back to work (laughs) and i just text a picture to our boss to our boss yeah and i was like this just happened and it was in the, the parking, parking lot, lot of yeah. work and people literally watched me get towed <laughs> by um triple a at work my god that's a terrible first day I, i'm not even k- kidding you like I, did you almost quit no <laughs> <laughs> i thought i was gonna get fired but i actually cried like not like sobbing but i was like you know when you have frustrated tears do you ever get frustrated tears every day of my life yeah i had hella frustrated triple a <laughs> needs to launch an app they like, really should. I do not know. Like, like wait times and all of that. Completely. Like, I am not a software developer. So. You could have fooled me. Triple <laughs> Yeah. Ooh. But whatever. I will come pitch the idea to AAA. They need to create an app where I can just request roadside maintenance. You look pretty hot in a Hyundai. I'm not going to lie. Really? I yeah. can't even picture what one looks like. <laughs> I drive a Nissan Sentra right now. So. <laughs> can only go up from there, baby. <laughs> Show me the money. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, should we wrap this thing up? Yeah, I need to go pop 10 milligrams of melatonin. But thanks to y'all for listening. We're looking to upload episodes weekly. Date still to be determined. So once we get our shit together a little more, we'll keep you updated on that. But in the meantime, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter, both at Touche the Podcast and Tally's favorite. If you have... Any questions for us, any questions you want answered on the pod, you can email them at touchethepodcast at gmail.com. Any of those burning questions you have deep inside of you, we are here to answer them for you. We are here. Yeet! (laughs) (laughs) Did you record over something? I think I just like accidentally recorded over something again. Tally. But like I didn't mean to. This is the second time this happened. (laughs) Wait. So what's on your mind this week, Tally Bear? (laughs) Ew. I don't know why I decided right then to throw a new nickname out at you. (laughs) I was like, 
I don't even like <laughs> like nicknames like that. Ew, I hated that. I'm so sorry. No. That, dude, I need to go pop. <laughs> <laughs> I don't always say dude. <laughs> you never say dude. Yeah, like, what's up, bro? <laughs> <laughs> that was crazy. I'm gonna be back there. I don't know why, like, there's like moments on this podcast where I literally just pull out words I've n- I would never <laughs> use before. <laughs> I'm literally gonna pee right now.